0: big games have come out recently big games big games for us maybe not so much for everyone else
1: for us us, yes one especially we've been waiting well actually two that we've been waiting for for a while i just haven't gotten one yet
0: yes i've gotten one you are waiting on another on the other i should say Mm -hmm. um but yes big games have come out we're going to talk to you about them today Mm -hmm. here on episode 147 147 of the season, I check a checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello. I'm Jared. Joined as always by Doc Al and Lady M. Hello. We've got some games to talk about today.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Big releases. For us. For us. <laughs> Everyone else is going to be like, I don't think they'll see the big releases. I really think they are
1: big releases.
0: Uh, we are going to be talking about the latest Kotoro Uchikoshi game,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I the Somnium Files, mm-hmm. which just recently came out. Uh, and also, we are going to be discussing uh, another game we have been waiting patiently on, which just got released. Uh, which, like we said, you have not been able to play yet.
1: I'm still waiting patiently.
0: While I am the insane person who has. And that is Love Live! School Idol Festival All Stars, the hot follow-up to Love Live! School Idol Festival.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's an RPG.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start with that. Okay. That, that's we're not gonna be able we're not gonna talk about it long just because it's the way it is. Um. So School Idol Festival All Stars came out in Japan last week mm-hmm. on the twenty sixth of September. Um. And yes, this is the the big follow-up to School Idol Festival. It is a game they have been talking about for two years now because they unveiled it at TGS 2017. And basically got a lot of the information about the game out in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it <laughs> Which was can sometimes weird. be very strange when it comes to game releases. Like Sometimes that's like very concerning. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's that bad as you would think with this. Yeah. Um, A lot of people, I think, came into this game thinking, like, this is the sequel to Squilet Festival. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of true and also kind of not true. Like, this isn't necessarily, like, Squilet Festival 2. And if you're coming into this game thinking that, you are not going to – you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, Because this is not, like, the next big rhythm game that they're making. Like, it's still a rhythm game, but, like, it is not as intricate or as – or as a – as sophisticated as School Idol Festival is, like you go from having nine buttons to two. But at the same time, there are more things you're managing at the same time. Um, and it, it makes for a different kind of gameplay. Um, so the big thing about School Idol Festival All-Stars is that it is taking... Uh, Muse and Aqua, and they are combining the third group, the Niji High School, School Idol Club, which is basically this is their game. They are they are making their big grand introduction into like they've been shown off in Squidle Festival and like live appearances and stuff like that. But this is basically their big showcase because mm-hmm. this game is pretty much about them, um, because the story is like very much like revolves around them in a way. Um, so from stuff I've gathered. In playing the the story, and just looked up looking up on the internet because obviously it's all in Japanese because it's only released in Japan so far. There is a global release coming sometime in the future, but there is no set date or anything yet. Um, but the the story basically starts off with you and uh, the leader of the Nijigasaki girls. Uh, her name is Ayumu. Um, and you both go to Nijigasaki. You are childhood friends with her, and you are at the UTX building. And you're watching a joint performance with Muse and Aqua. Uh, So, I mean, automatically there, there's, like, a weird discrepancy from, like, the the main anime story. Like, because this basically takes place as if Muse, Aqua, and the the Nijigasaki girls all were going to school at the same time.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. And also, like, it's in the midst of, like, them all going to school. So, like, none, none of the groups have disbanded or anything yet uh so yeah you watch that and you become inspired to to find and like like get really into school idols and all that sort of stuff uh so that leads the form leads to the formation of the nijigasaki school idol club um and then basically your character kind of goes off and does random things like once once the the nijigasaki girls are formed up you go off to numazu and you hang out with aqua
1: yeah okay
0: and you're just by yourself hanging out with Aqua, and you're staying at Chica's place. I'm into it. Which, which, because of course she has a hotel, so that makes sense. But yeah. Um. So you help them out as they are like trying to set up for this uh, summer festival performance, and like help them get through like all the the things they have to do for it and everything. Um, and then once you get that done, you head over to to Tokyo and to um, Otonokazaki, and you meet up with Muse. And you introduce the Nijigasaki girls to Muse. And that leads them to having, like, a school idol competition between both groups. Where it's, like, these individual competitions that, like, they'll have one girl from each and they'll be doing something. Hmm. That's, like, the big Muse story. And then, like, the final story, which is where I'm, in, where I'm at now. I haven't completely beaten, beaten it yet, but, like, I'm getting there, essentially. Um, the final story, I think, is supposed to be, like, them, like, you're making, like, a, a school idol festival. Because it's the name of the game, and you're gonna have like all three groups perform at it. Because like the last song you unlock in the game is the the theme song for All Stars, which is the the Nijigasaki first group song. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But yeah, like the story is is interesting. I'm sure like once I'll be able to understand it, it'll be a lot better, and all that. Um, another big thing that like they've changed from from School Idol Festival to All Stars is that like the cards in the system of cards is different. So like before you would gra- you get like, you know, rarities of cards and you would level those up. You would combine them to make them better. And that's how you would form your teams and all that sort of stuff. Um, with this, you basically, you still grab, you still do pulls for cards and all that sort of stuff. But you're not. If you get dupes, that doesn't mean you idolize those dupes together. If you get like a dupe, it basically just unlocks a next portion of your of that card's skill tree, which is a weird thing that these cards have skill trees. Yeah. And that's how you basically level. Like you you level them up individually, like just by themselves. Like they have a level number and all that sort of stuff. But they also have a skill tree, like level you're going through. So you're going through all that and all those require certain items to get through and that's how you will unlock like that card story that's how you unlock the idolization of that card and that's how you unlock like outfits that you get to use in the live shows because all the live shows are now 3d so mm-hmm. you actually get to see them dancing and all that sort of stuff so that is a is a different thing, different change to this um also you don't bond with those cards hmm. you bond with a character by itself so like you will have those cards in your team and once you play songs, like, all those characters that are in your team will get bond points. So it's basically more like a global bond compared to, like, each card has individual bond points. And by leveling up that bond, you'll get more story and all that sort of stuff. Similar to how it is in, you know, regular squad festival, but this is more as, like, you are doing it on a per-idol basis instead of a per-card basis.
1: So how would you get stuff to make pulls, then?
0: uh usually you just you, so you gain stars in this compared to the love gems um and you get stars from doing just like a lot of things like doing daily weekly missions uh overall missions in general um playing songs like the first time you clear a song if you beat it you get a b score rank or if you get an s score rank those are all stars you get uh clearing chapters in the story mode will get you stars um so basically all that kind of sort of stuff
2: okay. it is
0: you know it's pretty similar to what you'd expect just like there's a little bit more i guess to it than just what school Out of festival kind of brings to the table by itself um it is a more difficult game than school Out of festival in the sense that if you start up school Out of festival now and and like so like when i i got a japanese account for school Out of festival so i was able to start that game up and basically play expert songs immediately because i know how to play that game
2: mm-hmm.
0: you can't do that with All Stars. Because it's not necessarily like the songs are, the songs have difficulties, but they are not based on your skill. They are based on your card skill. So you have to basically level up all of your cards to make them stronger. And that allows you to play these harder songs because the way the live system works is that every t- every note you hit is damage you're taking. And you have a stamina bar that is constantly going down.
2: I don't no matter what
0: that. you do. Um, there are also notes that will sometimes be like, you will take more damage from this note. Or, like, they'll have, like, opposite effects where, like, you know, you'll get more SP for this, this note you're hitting. You will gain health for this note you're taking. You will get a shield for your stamina bar for this note you're hitting. Um, so there's, like, little intricacies in the gameplay for that. But basically this kind of just like gates your progression in a way that you have to focus on building up the right team, building up your cards in certain ways so that you're able to progress through the, through the game essentially. Um, and that is basically kind of like one of the reasons why they are calling this like a RPG in a sense, because it is a lot of, it's basically, is based around a lot of just like, you know, leveling up your cards, making them stronger, making it so they can get through these songs without taking too much damage and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's one of those things that's very weird at first when you're playing through it, but, like, once you get used to it, it is not... It's not a big deal. It's, like, it's a thing that, you know, obviously gates your progression So like, one of the songs in the story mode I am stuck on because I don't have enough... I can't get through some of, the, like, the, the little submissions in the songs with enough points to get through it, but I, I know that, like, all I have to do is go grind out some items, level up my cards, and then I would be able to get through it. So, like, it's not it's not as, like, terrifying or just, like, weird as it initially seems, like, eventually you just get used to it. Um The one weird thing, though, is that, like, a lot of the cards I have now are, like, SRs in my team that I that need to level up, and they are all stuck on, like, the story beat, where, like, I need to have this many items to unlock the, the first little story beat of their card. But every single story node requires the same item, And it's a it's a specific item that is very hard to come by, so it makes like grinding out those very difficult, and especially because I need that specific item to to do other things with other cards as well. So it just becomes kind of like this weird thing where like I'm just like at a roadblock, and it's just because of this one specific item that I need. So that is that is a little frustrating in a way, but I think overall like. you have to kind of come to this game with the knowledge that, like, this isn't School Idol Festival. This is right. something different. Um, and if you're looking for, like, a new story from the Love Live franchise, like, this is totally it. This is what you would want. And, like, if you're looking for, like, the hardcore rhythm portion of this, of School Idol Festival, like, School Idol Festival's still there. Like, that is still available. That's, the game is still out there. It's still going to keep going. Um,
1: still great. Yeah, totally.
0: And like the the rhythm game portion of this game isn't bad, it is totally fine. It's like it's just not the same as School Idol Festival OG, but like for what it is, it is totally fine and comparable. Like it's not bad. And like once you get up to higher difficulties, it actually gets a little tricky here and there. So it's not like you're just like cakewalking through all these songs. So so there's that. Um, yeah, that's the brief little bit of All Stars that I've played not a brief little bit, I've played a lot of it, but uh, the briefness that I can kind of convey through language barriers and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Um, so you have anything you want to ask about it, or was that comparable?
1: I mean, I'll know more when I get my hands on it, but... Totally,
0: but like, if there are any questions, this would be a, a good a good time to ask.
1: Yeah, I did tell you the one thing that bugged me at first is that, like, your teams originally had people, like, from all the different groups and, like, yeah. out of order and all that. And I was like, I don't like this.
0: It's one of the things, you like, again, you just get used to. Because by the time, like, you're in, like, the higher difficulties in the story, you do not pay attention to that in the slightest.
1: Yeah. It's just weird to me, like, seeing Ruby do other people's parts. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which I will say, like they they do production value in this game really well. like if you if you make like the right teams and like have them play out their specific songs, like they basically mimic like they mimic they mimic like the 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 two sunshine openings really well. Um sorry, sure, rapper was amazing. the first uh, aqua singles really done well, and then, like the subunit songs are also done, like just like what they would do for like their live performances. So like mm-hmm. that stuff is really great. But again, oh. it's one of those things like you just get it looks weird at first because like all these teams are your team is like mixed up of like all three groups. And it's just it's it seems like a mess at first. Um, but yeah, I got nothing. All right.
1: I'm excited to play it eventually.
0: Yeah, hopefully it comes. It comes out in uh, the for the, the worldwide version before the end of the year. That'd like, be cool. th- like I think that would be cool. I there's a lot of text in this game, so I I would kind of bet it, it probably doesn't drop until 2020.
2: Yeah,
1: that's my guess.
0: So, but like it's 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 gonna be cool. Like I have like I have enjoyed my time with it so far. So,
1: um, do you get anything carried over from School Idol Festival?
0: Yes. Um, I don't know how much this will change for the global version, but in the Japanese version, you basically use your, your SI, SIF ID, mm-hmm. and you link, you use it to log into this game, and then you link it both in School Idol Festival and in All-Stars. And depending on what you do in both games, you will get rewards for either game. So, um, one of the things they were showing in, like, in All-Stars is, like, if you're depending on, like, what, what you rank your rank here or what level your account is in School Idol Festival, you will get this specific item. So, like, if you were like rank the, the ranks in the, in the Japanese version were very extreme. So like you, you, you could have like an item for like rank 400. Ooh. And I think that was like, you get a guaranteed UR ticket. And then there was a bunch of other stuff. Like, um, just, I think like having certain, certain amount of cards for girls and all that sort of stuff. And then like stuff you do in all stars will carry over into school Idol festival. So like, you know, logging in for a certain amount of days, uh, uh, leveling up and having specific amount of cards for sp- for certain girls will get you this sort of thing so like there's a specific missions you get to do and they interact with each other so it is very much like it's not the same as like kind of what they initially build this as is like oh you get all stars it's going to come bundled with squad festival like that's not the case obviously mm-hmm. um, but it does do enough to where like this has like a similar ecosystem to where like if you play both games you are going to get benefits in all and in- also in both games
1: Okay, that was what I was worried about, is that it wouldn't.
0: No, it totally does, and it's, it's really good. Uh, the only other downside I would say is that it's a f- huge game. Oh, no. In terms of space.
1: Oh, no.
0: Like, it's, it's very big. Uh,
1: so, well, that might encourage what... me to get my new phone, then.
0: Yeah, that would probably be a good reason to do so. Um, I, have n- I did not download everything in the game did not do like the light download or the full download so somehow I skipped all that so I'm just downloading stuff all the time Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to find on my phone where's uh, storage and I will tell you how much storage how much space this game is using on my phone as the iPhone is calculating that Um, oh no okay this says okay so this is a little bit smaller than what I was anticipating but it is taking 2.18 gigs on my phone. Which is compared to 1.7 gigs that uh, Global School auto Festival is taking and the 3.78 gigs the Japanese version is taking. So again, it is a hefty game. And that's Yikes. without downloading everything, so. Yikes. It, is, it is something. Um, so yeah. Um, it's fun. Uh, songless isn't great. Because it's like eight songs per group which isn't a lot but obviously they're gonna add stuff throughout the course of this game so that is what it is and then like there are b-side songs essentially like the equivalent of that and those are like for aqua they are the solo songs from season two and then some other songs for, for muse um you can play those but they don't have 3d they are strictly 2d versions of those songs so you don't get fancy dances or anything like that or animation at all, which is a bit of a bummer. But at least those songs are in there, at least.
1: It's better than nothing, but yeah. still not great.
0: Yeah. But that that's All Stars in a nutshell. Cool. There you go. So also we discussed we played through an, a, a game called "I the Somnium Files," mm-hmm. the latest game from Kotaro Uchikoshi, the developer of the Zero Escape series. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this was this was a game we have been looking forward to for a while. Like we watched that I think um, that uh, that press conference where he announced the game, and we were like, "All oh, right, let's, this this looks interesting. I would be into this." And basically, I've been kind of kept keeping up with the, the the development of the game since then, and uh, it is finally out there.
1: We finally played it.
0: Mm-hmm. You had to wait a little bit to play it.
1: I did
0: because of manufacturing delays and increased demand. Delayed the uh, the physical release a week after the uh, the initial release date, which is a bit of a bummer. But you finally got it and played through it. Pretty cool. And quickly. here you are. Yeah. It's not a very long game, per se. Like, compared to some of the Zero Escape games, like, it's shorter than those.
1: Yeah, but I think it does a really good job of, like, it gets in and it gets out and tells the story it needs to tell. It doesn't, like, overstay its welcome.
2: Mm-hmm. It's really
0: good. Uh, like, I, I mentioned this in my review of it. Like, it is. it feels like one of Uchikoshi's uh, more tighter games he's done. Like, you compare this to something like Virtue's Last Reward,
2: mm-hmm. like,
0: it is night and day. hmm <laughs> Just how much, like, just, there's less stuff to do, obviously, but, like, it makes for a tighter flow to the story and more just, like, just better writing all around because you're not, like, repeating things all the time. You're not going through the same little bits and pieces here and there all the time. So, um, I think it just makes for a, a better story in general.
2: I
1: I've been thinking about it since the other day because I beat it and you sent me a message
2: mm-hmm.
1: and asked me like how it compares and I've been thinking about that a lot and mm-hmm. I still don't know that I have like the definitive answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that like the characters and relationship between like Junpei and Akane are really really well done. Um. But I might like this better than the Zero Escape series.
0: Which that's saying something.
1: That's saying something because I really like that series and I'm like Mm -hmm. hardcore defender of it.
0: And you really like 999.
1: I really love 999. Like Um, it it is like way up there in top mm -hmm. list of games.
0: Which I haven't necessarily played since I played through the the phone version of that. So I don't have a good remembering of like all the intricate details of 999 mm-hmm. um which unfortunately the phone version is unplayable now because it is uh it's been phased out by ios updates oh god which is a shame but uh so yeah like i i remember that game obviously it was a definitely a, a tighter game than what Virtuous last reward and uh zero time alone would become
2: mm-hmm.
0: but uh like you know just like some of like the smaller like in between bits i don't remember very specifically, but um, yeah, coming from you, hearing that you think this might be better than 999 and just the Zeroscape series as a whole is high praise.
1: It is really, really high praise. And I mean, I've been really, really thinking about this a lot because I'm like, am I sticking with how much I love 999 because of like, my feelings on it, and that I have that nostalgia with it? Or do I genuinely think it's a better game than this? Mm-hmm. Um And so I've been kind of, like, knocking it in my head a bit, trying to think, like, okay, well, like, what's the positives? What's the negatives? And, like, what does this do better? What does that do better? And I will definitely say 10,000%. I like Junpei better as a main character. Mm-hmm. That is not to say that I dislike Date. Um He has moments of I want to slap him upside his head.
0: He is he is very much big energy.
1: He is big dumb energy, real, real intense. Um, but that that being said, um. I thought a lot more of the um like emotional scenes were done a little bit better in this one. Um, which again, saying a lot because spoiler alert, the whole scene with like uh Snake and Clover is pretty amazing and like Akane and Junpei have some really great moments. Um but this one like had me in tears at one point. Mm-hmm like, literal owl tears. And that does not happen very much. Um, it was very beautifully written. And I was kind of shocked about how beautifully written it was. Um, but overall, I just, one of the things that you and I discussed was the fact that, like, Date and Aiba, his his eye,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> his AII, <laughs> um, we come in after they've been together for like five years as a team Mm -hmm. and you you feel that relationship between the two as viewers are intruding on that like it doesn't feel awkward for us to be like in the middle of this like ongoing relationship but you can tell that there is an ongoing relationship there that like they trust each other they've been together they know who each other are like It feels very natural, which I do think is a really great progression for Chikoshi. honestly. Like, he doesn't always nail that, or he has not in the past. And this was pretty, pretty nailed on that one. Like, Mm -hmm. it was really, really well done. just overall like you said a tighter game um there was a lot less backtracking in general mm-hmm. which i appreciated a lot
0: you're not going through a bunch of sequences that you're repeating the same thing over and over again like mm-hmm. or like getting the same dialogue over and over again like you are basically going through things and it is new experiences most of the time
1: yeah and so i really appreciated that that was that was great um I'm trying to think of what else I was thinking when I was rolling this around in the the owl noggin.
0: <laughs> uh, I will say, like the the art style and the 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 graphical cinematic detail to this game is very much like the 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 successor to to Zero Time Dilemma, where you can see how Zero Time Dilemma was like Uchikoshi kind of getting his bearing for like making a game that's full of just cutscenes all the time. Mm-hmm. and this is the culmination of that work and I also can see that. and also you can tell like just the difference in budget between those two games with how like zero time dilemma is kind of janky in places and it's like it feels rough with like the way all those the, the cinematics work and everything here it is way more polished
1: yeah it's it's a lot more polished mm-hmm. um and even in certain scenes it's really nice to look at mm-hmm. um unrelated um but also something that i find interesting is um i really appreciate at this point when i get to play like as adults and Mm -hmm. i i know that junpei and akane were like 21 22 something like that so they're technically adults but like date is 30 so he's closer to me in age um so i kind of I'm I'm appreciative of games that are like oh hey let's let's put some like older people in here that are not like I'm not saying that 30s old because I'm 31 but
0: <laughs> but instead it's like teenagers
1: yeah I mean like when you're 21 22 you're still pretty young mm-hmm. um and you still have a lot of growing up to do and not- that's not to say that Date doesn't have a lot of growing up to do um he definitely does um. But he's more like solid and like this is who he is. Um, I don't know. I, I've I've just appreciated that there have been a few more games lately that I get to play as like people who are closer to me in age.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there was. Oh, I was gonna say that. Um, we were talking about like him writing relationships better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Date and Mizuki's relationship. It's very good. It is very, very great. It was super well done. So that's like two right out the gate that he has the main character having great relationships with. And mm-hmm. neither of them are creepy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like uh, just, the way he writes Miz- Mizuki is just like she's obviously she's a she's like 11 or 12. Um, She's 12. And all of her like the way she like she speaks her mannerisms uh the way she interacts with date like it all feels like that is a character that is that age like legitimately is that age yeah because you know she has she is moody she is rebellious she is very has conflicted feelings about date because of this the the way their relationship is in general Um, and her
1: family as well
0: and her family so like all of those things are very realistic in the way like she has, she just, she discusses them. She talks about them or like her internal thoughts about them. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very realistic in the way for like that age of a character, I would say as well, which is something that I think a lot of games can, or a lot of just media in general can kind of fail at when it comes to like writing characters that young.
1: And also like he writes her in that sense that she feels very realistic, but also like, she is spunky and does not take any shit off of anybody, and mm-hmm. also is probably the person that I would be most scared of in this game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh,
1: well, relatively, one of, but um, but that's also a really amazing relationship and very very well written. Mm-hmm. Um. Side note, I really like Date's hair. He's like weird man bun.
0: <laughs> good hair.
1: It is good hair.
0: Um, let's talk a little bit about development before we get in, dive into st- st- uh, story spoilers. Okay. Which there will be a lot of.
1: Actually, before we do development, are you surprised that I, I came out the gate today saying that I like it better? Yes. Really?
2: Hmm.
0: I I anticipated 999 to still be the top. Like, even though I knew you like this game a lot, mm-hmm. I was I would have figured you would still say like I like this game a lot and I like a lot of the stuff it does and everything and like you know all the things that Uchikoshi has improved upon and all that. But I think 999 is still my favorite.
1: I still have. I'm gonna make a weird comparison. Are you ready for this? <laughs> sure. Okay um so while i was thinking about this it reminds me of a conversation that i had with myself about another thing that i was like oh man i'm conflicted on this because i've had a favorite for so long that like i don't know what to do about this that i might have a different favorite and that comparison is linked to the past and breath of the wild
0: okay yeah that's a pair
1: um because makes sense. linked to the past was absolutely my favorite for decades literally decades mm-hmm. and um i just felt like it was like one of the most perfect games ever and then when breath of the wild came out i was like oh but this is amazing and it does a lot of like really great new things um and so i remember on our podcast i had a real bad conflict of like which one is actually my favorite what do i pick Mm -hmm. and i had a lot of the same kind of struggle with this of like which one do i go with and then like when you step back from it for a bit And look at them side by side and say, like, okay, but what does this do? And what does this do? Like, honestly, looking at it that way, putting aside, like.
0: Biases and all that sort of stuff. Nostalgia.
1: This one is a better game. I also thought that the um, puzzle mechanics were really, really clever. Yeah. Um, And I liked this type of puzzles more than I did the ones in 999.
0: I would agree with you, Mm -hmm. but also I'm bad at puzzles, so.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, those were just, I don't know, the puzzles weren't, they're good, but they weren't the kind of puzzles that I was like, okay, yeah, this is really awesome, like, I really like this. And then there were some in this that I was like, okay, yeah, that was cool, um, or that was well done, but I never felt, like, really frustrated there was one that made me a little grumpy, but like I got through it. Mm-hmm. Um but I liked the the puzzles in this one and I also felt like the puzzles were more like plot relevant. Yeah. Than like, hey, solve this weird math thing. It's like, okay, sure, why?
0: Do some Sudoku. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean that was technically story related. But then like in the new version, they took the Sudoku out, so. Um I, I really enjoyed the puzzles better on this. So I just felt like this was a, like, cleaner, tighter, better written. Like, overall, it was a better game. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I still really like Junpei and Akade. And I think Junpei is better in terms of personality. Um, that being said, I like that Date is written with so many flaws. Yeah. Um, Because it makes him feel more human. Which is interesting since we're talking a lot about like AI and this.
2: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: Anyway, development, go ahead.
0: Let's talk about development.
1: Development!
0: Uh, Like we mentioned, this game was written and directed by Katoru Uchikoshi, produced by Yoshihiro Iazuka, designed by Akira Okada, And includes character designs by Yusuke Kozaki and music by Keisuke Ito. Uh, Yusuke Kozaki has also done uh, character work on No More Heroes, Fire Hmm. Emblem Awakening, Hmm. Tekken 7, Pokemon Go, Fire Emblem Fates, Fire Emblem Heroes, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So a bunch of stuff.
1: It's really great. The character designs are really well done.
0: Uh, Kozaki was approached by Ushikoshi for his role as character designer due to being an internationally known artist and how Ushikoshi wanted the art to have a worldwide appeal. The game was developed with a higher budget than that of Ushikoshi's previous work, the Zero Escape series, which, according to Ushikoshi, helped allow him to express his concept for a game in a way that he was unable to with Zero Escape. I think
1: that, that shows.
0: Yes, very much so. Comparing I, the Somnium Files, with Zeroscape, Ushikoshi de- described I, the Somnium Files, as being made with more adventure game fans in mind, in contrast to Zeroscape's heavy use of cutscenes.
1: Or, I don't know that it cutscenes. It's more visual novel,
2: but.
0: Yeah.
1: But
2: like this is
0: very much a less visual novel.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, two of the game's core themes are eyes and different types of expressions of love, reflected in how the title I is pronounced I as an EYE, and how I, AI, is the Japanese word for love. The title also has additional meanings in that it is pronounced like the English word I, as in the letter I, and is short for artificial intelligence, and the somnium in the subtitle is taken from the Latin word for dream. The idea of entering characters' dreams to solve cases was proposed by Izuka. Uchikoshi thought it was intriguing, so he decided to use it in the game. The game's in- investigation-based puzzles are in- are intentionally designed to be less difficult <laughs> than, th- than those in the Zero Escape series. Very much so. Yeah. And are described by Uchikoshi as a modern take on the style of Hideo Kojima's 1994 adventure game Police Knots, which is something we talked about I think before you had even played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much got Police Knots vibes from this game when I was playing it. Yeah. Which was not something I was expecting. And then once I read this, I was like, that totally makes so much sense. Uh, other influences on the game included Eve, a 1995 game, and the Silver Case, uh, the Suda 51 ad- adventure game from 1999. Uh, Okada additionally mentioned Life is Strange, Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain and The Walking Dead, the Telltale series as influences and as influencing his work on the game. All very kind of different games in their own rights. Well, like I think the 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 stuff from Okada is very much like narrative American English, or adventure games as mm-hmm. they are now, while the Ujikoshi stuff is a little bit more Old school, not really old school, but like 90s Japanese adventure games. So, mm-hmm. like, it's this weird mix, mix mash of the new style of adventure game with older Japanese adventure game.
1: But it works.
0: It totally works. Like, it's a great combination. Um,
1: Are we going to talk about, like, the YouTube and Twitter accounts?
0: We totally can, yeah. Uh, I think it's so,
1: important to at least mention them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... I guess, I don't know, I don't know how you would describe, I guess it's like a marketing tool, a faux ARG, um, so they, they set up a YouTube and Twitter account for one of the characters in the game, a real life YouTube and Twitter account, uh, for the character of Iris, who, who plays the, the idol Aset, and they set all this up in the beginning of this year.
1: Oda also has a Twitter, by the way.
0: Yes, uh, and she was used to, to, like, promote the game, they, they released her single, isn't a great song. But uh they basically used her as like a way to to market the game and show like some of the the different like just how the story was going to be without basically trying to without respoiling the game. Uh-huh. So like there was videos that like she put out of like, you know, I'm a I'm a YouTuber, I'm a idol, I'm doing these vlogs and everything. Uh there are vlogs where she talks about like this secret society that happens that's trying to take over her videos and all sort of stuff which leads to something that happens in the game Mm -hmm. Um, and all that sort of stuff so it was a weird and interesting like way to kind of try and market the game in a way that like I don't like a lot of other games aren't really trying to do
1: I mean like like one of the things that it did was like at one point have her just disappear mm -hmm. and then the other one was really brutal and was very confusing with the polar bear video mm-hmm. um and then the way that they set it up is that like the iris and oda twitters interacted a lot mm-hmm. and when that polar bear video was posted like they actively had oda looking for her
0: which i think this was like going down the weekend of gdc because she was like oh i'm yes. going to gdc uchi uchi, uchi- Kochi's going to be there <laughs> And then, like, she posted, like, weird videos of, like, sh- as she was there, and people were like, no, she wasn't there. hmm So, like, it, it all started, like, ter- taking this weird, weird, very weird turn, then, like, the polar bear video happened, and then, like, she comes back, like, nothing happened.
2: Yep. It's
1: um, very strange. <laughs> also, the fact that Uchikoshi wrote himself into the canon of it is hilarious to me. Of course. Um. So... Apparently, the way that it works in the canon is that um, the person who signed Iris as the idol um, had a conversation with Uchikoshi in a bar, <laughs> and he was the one that recommended that the guy sign Iris. So that is hilarious to me, and like it is canon that he is in the universe and that they know him. It's <laughs> like that's that's a ballsy move, man. But also, it's very Uchikoshi. Like, he would. Totally. Yeah. Uh,
0: also, this game has, like, there is a there is a billboard for 999.
1: Yes, there is. So. Um, and lots of sound effects from Zero Escape.
0: There, yeah. Very familiar sounds you will hear throughout this game. mm mm-hmm. um, So, I guess let's dive into spoilers.
1: Spoiler time.
0: So, if you have not played this game or want to, this is the time to bail out.
1: We will say that you still have the
0: chance. It's very good. You should definitely pick it up, Um,
1: especially if you like those games.
0: Yeah, if you like uchi koshi games, like this, this is a no brainer.
1: Mm -hmm. It's so good. Even if you're like remotely interested in it, pick it up. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's it's worth trying.
0: Definitely, 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 definitely. All right.
1: So we start with a with a murder, a carousel. Mm -hmm. It's raining.
0: so uh, you are sent out to a an amusement an abandoned amusement park in the quarantine dis- district of Kabasaki, which will they'll learn about why that's abandoned there later on. Uh, you're Date, you are a special investigator, and you're sent out to to figure out this murder that's taking place here. There is a corpse that is tied to the carousel. Her left eye is missing, missing, missing. missing. Uh, her name is Shoko Nadami.
1: You know her. Surprisingly not a lot of blood around. And
0: when you're searching through the area you you find uh, Shoko's daughter Mizuki. Mm -hmm. She is in the central column of the carousel and she is clutching an ice pick.
1: Yes. Which was the murder weapon.
0: Which is the murder weapon and also she is not able to speak. Yes. So bad things. Already. Uh, so you have to go out and investigate, like what happened, like why why is she dead, who was she had been in contact with? Why is with? she dead? Why is she dead? Who has she been in contact with? So you go out and investigate, like you know, you talk to the police that are on the scene there. You find you go to your friend Renju's company, who is Shoko's uh, ex husband. He mm-hmm. runs Lem- 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 Lemniskate. Lemniskate. Uh, that's the the organization that uh, is employing Aset or Iris.
1: It's a uh, uh, entertainment industry. Yes. Which has the poster uh, from VLR.
0: The yeah, the scratch, scratch off poster.
1: Yep. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Uh, you you meet uh Ota there as well. You inv- you talk to him, where like you learn that he is like His making fake accounts. accounts to argue with himself to try and make Iris better.
1: Yep. It's so
0: weird. Like I was not expecting to hear sock puppet accounts and straw man arguments in an Uchi Koshi game, but here we are. Here we
1: are.
0: Just right out of the gate, it's like okay. Um, So you go out and investigate all them, you talk to Iris and all that, and by the end of the day, you have to sync with Mizuki to try and figure out what happened and try and help her speak again. So, syncing is the big puzzle mechanic in this game because Date is a member of Abyss, Mm -hmm. which is the advanced brain investigation squad of the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, They are very, like, top secret, like, nobody really knows about this type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a sinker and a sinker is someone who basically dives into a person's memories and tries to figure out what they can discern from those memories. Uh, The catch is that you're able to do this, but you have a time limit of six minutes. Mm -hmm. And if you go over the six minutes, you are done. You're done in game and bad things will happen to you in the canon as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is where the puzzle aspects of the game are. So essentially, once you are inside someone's head, you become Iba. You become like a humanized, humanized version of her who, like we mentioned, she is an AI inside of a fake eyeball in your head.
1: She's your left eyeball.
0: Yes. Uh, so you become her when you're doing these investigation uh, puzzle sequences. So anytime you move, you uh, time moves. If you stop, time moves at a very slow pace. Anytime you do anything, like you look at something, you pick something up, you investigate something, that takes time. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, though, you'll be able to gain some sort of item that will be like, oh, well, if you use, the, you you do this thing, but I'll put this item on here that takes, that makes the time go is a seventh of the time that it originally stated. So, like.
1: They're called timies.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, like, you do something, you you pick up a, an item is half time. So, like, you go to something else and it's like, I want to investigate this, but it's going to take 20 seconds. If I use this item, now it's going to be 10 seconds long. Mm-hmm. So that's how all that works. So it's a, it's a it's a race against the clock, and also it's about how you manage your time, figure out the right sequence of steps to figure out these puzzles, and then break all these mental locks that are in the way of you learning the truth of what is inside this person's memories.
1: Sometimes there are uh, like branches you can take.
0: Yes, so like there there will be branches within the the specific memory that you're in. Those correspond to branches in the flowchart. Which obviously, like any Ushikoshi game, there is it's a flowchart. It's gonna chart. have flowchart. Um, this one isn't as like ridiculous as say like the Zero Escape games become. Mhm. Um, like it's very kind of like.
1: It's just, not a VLR one.
0: No, it's very very tiny compared to that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like it's there's not and there's not a whole lot of like branches in general in the game. So, like anytime there's a branch, it involves you doing a puzzle. That's the only time you really see a branch in the in the story. So, yeah, the puzzles, like we said, like we mentioned in the development part, much easier than zero Escape puzzles because, like, obviously, you're not doing a ton of them to, to get through a certain stage. And, you know, you have that six-minute time limit, so they're going to go by fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, like, they're just easy as as, as all can be. Like, there's still, like, you know, there's the time crunch element to it. Like, it, it puts you, like, in a, in a different kind of stress than you would within, like, the other... The zero skate puzzles so we're like you're like oh god i need to do this i need to do this i gotta figure out what's going on i don't have much time left because every time like a minute goes by or certain amounts of time goes by you will hear in your headpiece uh pewter or boss will be like date you have four minutes left you have three minutes left you have two minutes left you have one minute left you need to hurry up yeah so it's constantly you just like fighting against time and all that sort of stuff
1: but again it and- felt more plot relevant to me so it, it was useful in my mind yeah
0: and i think like just the way that they integrate those puzzles and make them just like you know it's not they're they're still like you you'll figure out like oh i need to do this this and this in this order like it's not necessarily like i need to go grab a a notepad and write all this down and then eventually eventually figure out how to do this puzzle like you Mm -hmm. are you're not doing any of that kind of thing no so yeah uh so you go through this first puzzle, which is a, a recreation of the the, the theme park, mm-hmm. and depending on way you're, what you do, you will go down two different paths, and they both involve the uh, the uh, cage of some sort. Um, if you go down one path, you will heal Mizuki's uh, not being able to speak immediately. If not, you will go down a different path where she will still not be able to speak, and but she will eventually kind of get it back. Yeah. Um, and of course, like they they call these dreams the like they are your insomnium. yeah, which obviously is kind of where the name of the, the game comes from and all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, this is the first big branch of the game, and it takes you into two completely different paths. Yep, all the other uh, branches will like keep you segmented into the left or the right path, while this is where you start in the center and then you branch to the left or right.
1: I went on the left, which was really brutal. Mm -hmm. It was a very brutal route
0: So I also went to the left first
1: It seemed like the better option to me When I was looking at the items Mm -hmm. Like that were under the cage I was like oh I think this one would be better And so I went with that one Because the choices are like A deflated balloon or a torn up picture Right And I was like oh it would be the torn up picture That makes more sense so I go to the left And then it's like oh god everything's bad Mm -hmm.
0: So we'll go down that path first. You will probably have to fill in some more some more gaps than I will because you've played it more recently than I have. Mm-hmm. Um but uh so that that path takes you down the path where Mizuki is eventually is immediately cured of her uh aphonia. is what they call it. She's not able to, to produce sound. Mm-hmm. Um so she's able to speak and all that sort of stuff. And she wants to go help you figure out who killed her mother. Mm-hmm. So again, that leads you down the path of trying to find where's Renju. Where has he been? Because they, the police, brought him in the questioning, and then he is he he was released, but he is kind of just went eight wall, just disappeared. Yep. No one knows what he's doing. Um. So you eventually go and try and figure out where he's been. You go to a diff- few different spots where he usually is, and eventually you find. Uh, you go to this like maid cafe that he owns. Some and fish pocket. You find that he's been hung up and strung up, and has been brutally murdered. Also has his eye missing.
1: This one was intense for me. Mm-hmm. um the first one was like okay like that's pretty intense but it's not that bad but like this one he has like a giant hook in his mouth and like has this horrific look on his face it was it was rough and also they tell you at one point which it's it's an interesting thing um like yeah at death he evacuated his bells and like he's wearing a white suit. Um, And and we don't We don't see any of that I mean I guess it would be kind of gross to like Animate that but It's kind of a weird thing to bring up And then just kind of like Have this man in a pristine white suit
0: Probably not something you could get away with Modeling in a game
1: Yeah like just make him wear black pants And then like you won't even know If he s himself
0: Uh, The other bad thing is that Mizuki is with you when you find him
1: Yep so now Mizuki has seen both of her parents dead
0: yep
1: great
0: bad stuff all around
1: yeah so Mizuki's not having a good time no no
0: she's having a very bad time
1: um it was it was very very upsetting mm-hmm. um so then they have to figure out like okay well now we have a serial killer
0: mm-hmm. Who would want to take out both uh, Renju and uh, Shoko? Uh-huh. What do they have in common that could possibly bring them both into trouble?
1: Hey, let's go and hang out with the mafia.
0: That leads them to the Yakuza.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So they uh, they figure out a branch of the Yakuza called the Kumakuras. And uh, they, they find out that uh, both Renju and Shoko had had some sort of dealing with them. So Date kind of goes into this uh, family branch office and uh investigates sees what's up talks to the the leader of the the kumakuras at the time and tries to figure out exactly what's happening um he gets a little bit of information out of him but also he finds out that there's another person in this office and it is uh so sejima who is a congressman Mm -hmm. now what is a congressman doing in a yakuza office good question good question
1: um also i will say that like, interesting that these dudes are like the comic relief of the game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Dante to an extent has some of that, but like mm-hmm. these dudes are legit just there for comic relief.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because like you, you literally just, like beat, you beat them up, and like they just go down without a fight, and then. You have to fight them, like, you have to, like, dodge out of the way of, like, getting shot, which is Iba like, you're, like, walking, and, like, this, uh, one of the goons is gonna try and shoot you from behind, and Iba's like, Date, a porn mag at your feet. He's like, what?
1: She says several times throughout the game that his reaction speed goes up 3.6%, I think, every time he knows that there's, like, a porno mag around. Mm-hmm. So whenever she actually wants him to do something and do it quickly, she's like, "Date, there's a porn mag over there," and he's like, "Whoop!" (laughs) He does the thing.
0: It's really goofy. Which,
1: like, can we talk about the fact that this is a 30 year old man who's really into porno mags? Like, does anybody still do that? Is is that a bigger thing in Japan? Play
0: the Yakuza games.
1: (laughs) The internet exists.
0: I mean, this was a. I'm pretty sure Japan had, like, porno mags and vending machines, if the Yakuza games are to be believed.
1: Like, they still have that?
0: I don't know if this—I mean, I don't remember which game this was.
1: I mean, this game had porno mags and a vending machine.
0: So, I guess it's a thing.
1: I mean, if two games have it, and they're not by the same developer, then it has to have some kind of grounding and truth, right?
0: Mm-hmm. You'd
1: think. Um— But also the fact that they're, like, just to me, that's very odd. Like, this is a 30-year-old man who is using porno mags. Like.
0: I mean, we learned from Mizuki. He hasn't had a relationship in four years, so. His
1: girlfriend is a ninja.
0: He's got to get his rocks off somehow.
1: His girlfriend is a ninja.
0: Sorry, forgot. You can't see her.
1: You can't see her. Believe it. (laughs) (laughs) An actual argument that they have.
0: An actual argument really good. She
1: says at one point like, Date this is why no one thinks you're attractive <laughs> and he's like, I'm attractive she's like, no, this is why you've been single four years no, I have a girlfriend, she's just a ninja <laughs> it's like you guys <laughs> <laughs> um, we also learn a little bit on this route that like the reason that Mizuki is with Date is that basically like we don't learn the whole story here, but we learned some of it. That there was an issue with her parents that Date realized, like, okay, yeah, you guys are both terrible parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna take this kid. And um uh, Rinju is like, Yeah, actually that's a really good idea. You should mm-hmm. do that. Um and so Mizuki's just been living with Date for how many years now?
0: Uh at least there, it's been a few. Yeah.
1: Um so he's he's her He's taking care of her, but he's not her legal guardian. Um, right. that, that's still on Renju. Mm-hmm. But he, she stays with him. He feeds her. All that fun stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, um,
0: <laughs> I think this eventually, like, this path leads you towards Ota and Iris.
1: I don't
2: know um, if
0: anything happens in between.
1: The routes that you get on this one are... Um, the top left, which is you get a lock. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the Mizuki one, and then you have the Ota one.
0: Right. But, like, you, you go towards them, like, next in your investigation.
1: Oh, right. Yes.
0: Um. So, like, you bring Iris into questioning. hmm Because she was, like, one of the last people to see Renju because Ota sees her and Renju get into a car.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, well, that's weird. And then basically Date has a questioner of like, "Did were you the person who did all this for you to murder them, all that sort of stuff. And then you sync with her. Yep. Um, her dream you go into is very bizarre.
1: Yeah. So there was a Cyclops killer, a serial killer a while back, a few years, years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, right, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And um they keep hinting at what happened, but like nobody will actually tell Date yeah. the details of it. But it turns out that like is like watching everybody from that serial killer scene like get murdered.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Horribly. Um so you have two paths on this one. One is that you can like destroy the like crayon drawings. Mm-hmm. And the other one is that you can just act out whatever like horrific things it wants you to do. Right. Like
0: uh, one of those leads thing. you to seeing at the end, like in a reflection, that the person who is doing the murders is someone that looks exactly like Date.
1: hmm He's like, "Wait a minute, did I do this?" And they're like, "No, you didn't do it." And he's like, "Oh." Because there's because there's a
0: thing in this game that they talk about that Date does not remember anything that happened six years from six years ago before that. He yeah. remembers everything from 6 years ago onward. Prior um, I made it way more confusing than I than I could have.
1: Yeah, prior and, to uh, 6 years ago, he remembers none of that. Yeah. Like he's only 6 years and on is what he remembers.
0: And when like he tries to, like when the boss brings up like uh those the cyclops killings, she will do it in very vague mentions and not really go into it. And then once he kind of sees this, he he asked her like was, "Well, am I the person who did it?" He's like, "No, you is impossible. You were not the person who did this. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way it was you."
1: She was saying like, "You know, maybe she saw your face in there because you scared her mm-hmm. during the the questioning." Right. And so she just put the most intimidating person in her mind at that moment into mm-hmm. the dream.
0: Uh also, the game begins with a t- tutorial uh sync. That is very uh relevant um and this is supposed to be date's dream. Mm-hmm. He is in a house he is unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. He eventually finds a woman who is bleeding on the ground. He has he doesn't know and sees someone who is like trying to kill her, but he has no recollection of what this is. Yep. Um. So yeah. But uh, so you go through uh Iris's dream and everything, and you're just like, uh, this is weird. I don't know what's happening. And you basically have to let her go because you don't really have anything on her. Mm-hmm. Other than that she knows about the psychops killings, but you don't really have anything to connect her to those. It's very strange. Uh, also, there is a flashback at one point when you first meet Iris that Date has a memory of her when she mm-hmm. is younger, but he does not understand why. Right. Um, so eventually you let her go and everything. Uh, you, you During your investigation she's on her phone and she is getting, she's texting Ota and Ota mentions something like, oh, I will never tell even if they talk about that thing. And he's like, what do, what do you mean by that thing? She doesn't really give it up or anything but eventually once you let her go, you, you're going to take her to see Ota. And depending on the branch you take, you either go to the bar or you go to Ota's uh, family restaurant. Either way, you're going to get knocked out Uh and that leads you to to seeing later when you wake up there is a live stream happening and someone with a polar bear mask is trying to chop iris in half and she has her eye removed yes um so depending again which route you take uh iris will be murdered chopped in half and then oto will be chopped in half Uh or you will be able to save both of them but they will be in rough shape like iris will still have her eye missing uh ota will will get stabbed Stabbed. and so yeah either way it's it's not great
1: yeah not ideal
0: Mm-mm. uh one of these leads towards the uh the ota ending
1: where he becomes a superhero yes
0: yeah, so that's, that's the one where he doesn't die obviously
1: yeah that one was actually really entertaining that dream sequence mm-hmm.
0: Because it's basically just him being like, "I'm the hero of all this. I will save the day." It's like, "No, I have to. We have to push you in this direction to do this." Yeah. Um, that whole sequence is like, it becomes like the the his mother becomes a suspect, and because she basically tries to turn herself in, and be like, "I did it. I tried to kill her because I don't like that witch. That that witch. That hussy. That <sighs> idol
2: trying She's to take my, son my away. son's
0: money." Um, and then you have to you have to question her, but she's not able to basically give information that would make her the suspect. You know that she was at the scene because she had dropped something, and with like Chocolate. the way they chocolates and the, the the whole there's a whole sequence of events that leads all parties to that scene. You know she's there, but you know that she was not the person who did the the crimes. Right. Um. Eventually, you have to sync with her, and there you learn that like she has Alzheimer's. I think you learned it previous to this, but you you learn that she has Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um. And her her memory is like just like different parts of her life where like things have happened. Like you know, there's this there's uh Ota dropping out of school and basically trying to like fake that he's still going, but she doesn't remember mm-hmm. that he dropped out. Um. There's a scene where like he's a kid and like she brought the wrong candy for him and he gets all mad about it. So she's
1: um, like then, the dumbest mom. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, like, there's a scene where they get her the 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 knife apron and the knife for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. It's like a memory she treasures a lot. Um, so that basically confirms to you, like, oh, she's not the person who did this and all that sort of stuff. And uh,
1: also, this was a really really hard one. It's sad. This sequence was real sad. Very, very hard. Um, like not hard in the sense that like it was a difficult thing with the game.
0: Emotionally difficult.
1: Emotionally, it was really hard to get through. Like, this is not the one that I cried a lot on, but I cried a little bit on Mm -hmm. this one. But it hurt me a lot. I was like, ooh, because like Alzheimer's is something that is really, really scary to me.
0: Which again, I like, I will commend Uchikoshi for the writing of this, because like
1: It was done wholly, really well.
0: It was done completely well. And Like, there's a way you, you could probably do this to make it more comedic or made fun of it, mm-hmm. but like, it's, it's set very seriously. He like, he takes this very serious tone with it, like of like you know teaching you the player and like date of like you know what why is this such like a terrible and terrifying disease mm-hmm. um what does it do to a person like what does it do to a person's memories and all that sort of stuff like and she like,
1: can't even remember that her husband died
0: right or that her business or like that the restaurant it doesn't even isn't in business anymore right and it's been years like it's it's done in a way that's like very like just respectful of like the what seriousness that's like. of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. What that's like.
1: It was hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, like the the that ending. I think it takes like something happens to her. She has to go to the hospital. I don't remember what. But it's like her and Ota in the hospital, and like. I thought them, Ota
1: like, was in the hospital, and she was just visiting him.
0: Maybe it's that.
1: They're both yeah, there. I, yeah, I
0: guess it would be that because he is he was stabbed. <laughs> but he got uh, yeah. he
1: got a little stabbed.
0: It's like them like just reconnecting and even though like she still has trouble remembering things like He's they more have a good heart to heart. Yeah. Um But also during that route, he you you, sh- you you go to the hospital to talk to him and he has a knife on him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which he does clarify that he did that because he was scared that whoever was trying to kill him would try again. Uh Uh-huh. But even then, like, that's messed up!
0: How did you get a knife in the hospital? Good question. Uh, I don't remember what the other route, the the branch of the, the Iris dream goes to. I just remember it's very bad where they're both dead, essentially.
1: Well, one of them leads to the, um, like, the boss route.
0: Where you get the locked door. Yeah. Or the that, lock in the, in the float chart. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the top left. Um, somewhere in here is the Mizuki one, isn't it?
0: Yes. Um, which I think might be the, the, the bad end route of them both being dead.
1: That's possible.
0: Um,. So yeah, I don't remember exactly the Mizuki ending off the top of my head now, so... Um,
1: I remember... I remember some, the end of it, but yeah. not, like,
0: the, how you get there.
1: Yeah, no, I remember the end because that was the part that, like, really, really made an impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am trying to remember how we got there, and I'm blanking.
0: I want to say it's the, the both Iris and Ota die route, because it would I think it would have to be. But then again, I just don't remember.
1: I mean, I could look at my flowchart live on the, the <laughs> You totally could. The, the podcast, hold on. Um but yeah, it it this one is the one that made me cry a lot. It's yeah, um, sad. A lot. It's sad, but it's also like sweet. Mhm. Um it's, it's not what you would expect um, going into. No, I don't want to update right now. Jeez, I'm, <laughs> I'm on a time crunch, buddy. Um, Mizuki's such a good character. Mm-hmm. I think this is also the one where we find out that like Date was the one who like realized that there was something different about her and trained her.
0: Yes, because they go to a a shrine, and he tries to act as her master, and is like, you'll teach you the three things that you will need to know to fight someone. And she's like, all right, okay. And then, like, hits him once and, like, makes him fly. He's like, oh, all right.
2: Because she was getting bullied.
0: She was getting bullied and, like, didn't know what to do. So he was like, all right, I'll teach you how to fight back. And then, like, he he trains her once and is like, all right, I don't need to do anything. She's fine. (laughs) She will whoop their ass.
1: I don't know where this is going. Okay, so it just takes me straight to the the flowchart. Okay, let us go to the left.
0: Live flowchart with okay. Al.
1: Okay, so this is the. I think this is the Ota route. Yeah, this is definitely the Ota route. Okay, so that is correct. That is what we were thinking. So mm-hmm. this one, I don't know what that picture is. This is Date and his eye. That's them going to the shrine. Um, I wonder if the case file like tells me. Yeah, here we go. Um, this one where it was where Pewter had to force the shutdown because... Um, Date was like really close to seeing the identity mm-hmm. of the person and like it became a real big issue with him. Um Oda said that he did not see who it was, um, but that the leg was injured and that apparently Date just like fell out the floor.
0: I hate when I fall out of the floor.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> when he wakes up, um, he's at home, Mizuki's with him. Um Mizuki's like, I'm going with you because both of my parents are dead and I need to know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he discovers like, oh, hey, that blood stain, it's going to have more than one person's blood because of the leg injury. That's important. Um, They decide they're going to go get the cigarette butt from the Kubakura office to Mm -hmm. check that DNA. And
0: and then you also have to go to the, the warehouse to be like, hey, check this for two DNAs.
1: Um, we have the cool scene at um, at So's because oh, by the way, it's So's Blood. Yes. Um, where there's like the showdown that like right. orig- originally uh, it's another one of the scenes where like I was like, hey, there's a porno mag on that weird island over there. And he's like, Woo! and it goes the, over the
0: there. The best part about that is like he gets there he's like,
1: where's
2: the porno?
1: Yep. Um, and then she like gives him specific instructions and he basically murders a bunch of guys with electricity and water um, and Mizuki is trying to take out lots of dudes and does pretty well but then eventually is taken hostage by mm-hmm. Um and you're trying to figure out like where is she in the house he says that he has like a bullet to or he has a gun to her head like don't do anything weird Right. And then eventually, like, you're able to knock down the walls, and like, she comes running at you, mm-hmm. and you have a choice of like what you do. Um, if you protect her, then it um, gets hit in the left eye, which, if you remember, is Aiba. Mm-hmm. Um, and So thinks that he's dead, but he is not dead. Um, but now So is dead.
0: But so makes a casual remark. That's interesting.
1: He does make a casual remark. That's interesting. He says um, something effective, like "killed by your own father." Is that is that how yes. he words? Ba- it?
0: Basically, yeah.
1: And I was like, "Wait a minute." Hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: Um. Also, Date just like blows his f- head off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which is intense. Um Date is not waking up, though, after the the bullet in the eye. And so now we get to do something that we've not done before, which is mm-hmm. they're like, oh, hey, by the way, you had a really, really high sync rate with Date when you guys synced at the very beginning of the game. We need you to sync and see if you can find him. Like, mm-hmm. maybe he just doesn't have... A way out of his brain right now like go find him
2: and then it became emotional <laughs> yeah
1: um because it, it's like this entire section of mizuki like going through the apartment and like remembering backstory with her and Date and learning more about the relationship um it's it's really really good. Like he he makes her some stew at one point, and he's like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not the greatest cook, but I really tried. And um, she she eats it and likes it, but pretends that she doesn't. Um, he tries to get her like a doll, and she says that it's ugly at the time, but then like she remarks during the scene, like that she really does like it. Um, she remembers the fact that Date saved her earlier out of the um, speaker. Uh, she remembers that he gave up the bed, which was something that I had a question about earlier. And you're like, oh, it'll be explained. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like, there's only one bed. Does he sleep on the couch? And you're like, it'll be explained.
0: <laughs> They'll get to it.
1: But yes, that is the that is what happened. Is that She was originally on the couch. And um, he decided to give her the bed instead. So that was cute. Um, Eventually you get to like this weird black space. Um, Once you like go through the bathroom door after she decides to be angsty with the bathroom at that one point, he's Mm -hmm. like knocking out the door saying he's going to his pants. (laughs) Um, so you're in this black space and on one side you have her parents on the other side you have Date and you have to run to Date and he keeps pushing her away and being like no I'm not what you need please go away I, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to be with me like go away and eventually like she gets through to him so I was legit like l- I wasn't bawling, but I was, I was significantly crying during this.
0: It's very emotional.
1: It is very, very emotional. Um, So, by her doing that, she brings Date back, he recovers, they get Aiba back. Um, They basically say that So was the culprit behind everything. Um, but he's dead, so like you can't really confirm anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something else that happens here, a very casual drop, is that um, Mizuki says that she saw her school teacher talking to So at one point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, nothing's weird about that, right? Yeah, it's fine. And then he's like, I'm going to go take you to stoop. Let's go have some stoop.
0: Also, her school teacher is Iris's mom.
1: Well, that's not mentioned in this route.
0: But it's you wh- see them two together, don't you?
1: Mm, I don't think so. I think it's later that that's revealed.
0: Okay, well, either way.
1: Um, regardless, yeah, that's that's her teacher. Also, she taught Ota at one point. Yes. Um,
0: also, you want to hear something that's happened in the real life?
1: In the real life, sure.
0: That Mario Maker 2 update with friend play is now about... Whoa. Breaking news. Anyways.
1: Um, so we can't really go to the top left route yet because that's locked.
0: So you have to go to the other side.
1: That was originally the one that I went through and then got the lock. So that was very confusing for me. <laughs> um, so then we go to the balloon side and Mizuki cannot speak. So we can't get any kind of answers out of her. At Mm -hmm. all, um, but one thing that's really odd about the balloon route is that Date sees a corpse in this one
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that looks a lot like Iris Mm -hmm. that's been stabbed, I think, six times in the back. And so he, he calls Iris and is like, Do not leave, do not answer the door, like, stay in your house. Um, also, he heard a ringtone going off in there. And so he's like, all right, we got to go see if there's actually a phone around there or if that was just something that she made up. Um, we find a smartphone in the horse's mouth or horse's,
2: uh-huh.
1: horse's belly, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, uh,
0: so you try to call it and fail miserably.
1: Yeah, Date does his big Energy here and he's like it's Date for the police and like Ugh. click <laughs> I was like you moron <laughs> <laughs> um so that that kind of leads to a dead end but you do find out that they're both burner phones mm-hmm. so he at one point decides like I need to check on Iris because like I, I saw her die and that's not okay um
0: so he, like, busts into her house and sees her totally fine, and Mizuki's there, and he's like, uh, what is happening? Things are weird. <laughs>
2: um,
1: is this the part where Mizuki learns to speak again from her teacher, or is that a different part? Yes. Okay. I think so, by the
0: time you see her here, she is speaking again.
1: Yeah, so the teacher gets her to speak again in this route, as opposed to Date. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hilarious because when you actually like realize that she can speak again you're like in Date's apartment she's like lifting weights it's amazing <laughs> um,
0: like, oh, okay. I guess you're okay
1: we also find out in this route that Renju is alive
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but he has been in a really bad car accident and was hospitalized but he left the hospital Um, He's
0: still in very bad shape.
1: Yeah, he has really significant, like, organ damage. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Uh, everybody's like, ooh.
0: You also eventually try calling the burner phone again, Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: you have Aiba mimic Shoko's voice. Mm Mm-hmm. And you get through, and eventually you learn that the person on the other end of that burner phone is so. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're like, hmm. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Um... Also in this route, we find out that Moma of the um, Yakuza.
0: The Kumakuras.
1: The Kamakuras, he really, really loves A set.
0: <laughs> he does. So he will literally do anything for you if you if you just bring A set.
1: Yep. Um so Date does like an X-ray scan and finds out that he has like an A set figurine in his safe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so A set, huh? And he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. But then there's a game that A-Set plays that um, she basically says a word and you have to, like, rhyme until you get to A-Set.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Dante just starts saying words until the dude's like, "The the a set And <laughs>
0: just keeps doing it and he's like, yep. oh, dang it!
1: Yep. So he uh, he got found out.
0: Because that's how you get to work with the, 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 Kuma, the Kumakuras in this route compared mm-hmm. to the other route.
1: Um, so at one point he's investigating and he goes to the cold storage warehouse that is significant in the other routes because that's where Iris and Ota are with the live stream
2: mm-hmm, the, polar um,
1: bear. the polar bear yes um, so Date goes in this route and he sees a body
0: well he was tailing so yes and so goes in there, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Okay, I got to figure out what's in there."
1: Then like, he sees he, the body. He
0: sees a body. He's like, "Uh."
1: It looks like Iris, and yep. it's got stab wounds. Yep. Um. So then we get to sync with um, with so. Which this one was really hard for me. It's rough. Um. Because essentially what happens is you're going through So's um Somnium mm-hmm. and Iris keeps running away from this figure and then getting stabbed repeatedly and it just mm-hmm. cycles back through, back through, back through, and you have to like figure Lupin. out the puzzle to save her. But like every time she gets stabbed, you like hear the sounds and stuff, and I'm like, oh God. Like it was Yeah, it's rough. It was really hard. Um so Date's like, all right, well, obviously you did this because it's in your dream.
0: And he's um, like, no.
1: It's like, yeah, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um and once once Iris is saved in this, Date goes and like finds her and she's fine. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that By saving her in the somnium, he saved her in real life, correct? Um, wait, yeah, um, so is claiming, like, I don't know who that girl is, so I don't know what you're talking about.
0: And even Iris, like, when you ask her, she's like, He's a congressman, I guess that's all I know. I've
1: seen him on TV, that's it, yeah, um. And eventually, like, the police are called to go find the body, and they can't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, nothing's
0: there, Dante. We don't know what you're talking about. He's like, well, uh, it was on the table.
2: It was but there's right nothing there. there.
1: Um, So, then we end up going to. Oh, Okay. This is where we find out that so secretary talked to 89.
0: Yes. Um, so 89 is a prisoner who calls the police department at one point and uh-huh. is like, "I know who the new Cyclops killer is. I know or I guess I know who killed Shoko Nadami and he will kill again." Yeah. And the police is like, eh, whatever." They send the they send the file to Date. They're like, "Hey, we we received this call." but we don't know if it's legit or not. So he listened to it and all that. Then so yeah, that's that's basically the gist of number 89. He doesn't have a name, he's just number 89. And supposedly he is behind the the original cyclops killings.
1: Mhm. Um So Date in this route decides like, well, time to interrogate number 89. Mhm. Seems like a good idea. Um it's not. No. It's not a good idea, um, because he ends up, like, basically handcuffing Date and taking Pewter and Date's gun and escaping with Mm -hmm. Rinju. Jingle jingle. That was a Loki man. Um... So, this says that we have MoMA helping again, that he's like, hey, I have information on Renju, but also, like, can you bring Iris by? That'd be <laughs> real cool. So,
0: that's how you get your information, is you bring Iris, and he's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh.
1: He just wants to shake her hand on this one. It, it, it progressively gets worse, but he wants mm-hmm. to shake her hand. Um, So, then they end up going to Marble to go see Mama, mm-hmm. and this is where they're attacked. Yes. Um... And so they're attacked by, like, this big mercenary group. Um, the power of porn and underwear <laughs> end up saving them. It's true. Um, then Iris starts talking about how there's this group that she thinks is after her.
0: The secret organization.
1: Yeah. Um. So then we go into... Um, what do what they call Minecraft in this one? Uh, Shovel something.
0: Shovel Forge.
1: Shovel Forge.
0: It's Minecraft.
1: It's Minecraft. <laughs> um, So we have to go into her Minecraft Somnium. Because
0: mm-hmm. we're syncing with her. Uh, which is the best part about this is that literally... So you're watching... So you're going through this, and Iba transforms into like a block version of herself, mm-hmm. and there are video screens around because like you're in like the specific part of the town where like marble and all that stuff is, and like the whole Somnium takes place as if this is a let's play of of Iris playing Shovelcraft. Yes, or Shovel Forge, excuse me.
1: Shovel Forge, Shovelcraft. <laughs> um. So it's it's actually really clever, mm-hmm. and um. So she's yelling this whole time, like, there is this organization out to get me. Please help me. Like, you've seen the Let's Play, but also, like, a black and white big version of her keeps popping up and saying, like, you have to believe me. I was like, I don't know. Like, should we be doing what she's saying? And Date believes her. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go through, and you have to go through, with like, the power of dance um, to to save her. And eventually, you do believe her. And Date, Aiba keeps telling him, like, you are really too far gone with this. Like, you're you're really in deep on believing this, huh?
0: And he's like, no, I got to believe this.
1: Yeah. And so he, at one point, like, once you're out of the Somnium, um, agrees, like, I'm going to be your bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's all there is to it. So he's going to protect her. Mm-hmm. Um, from this, the secret society, because she has figured out their secret about the satellite,
0: the Wadget system.
1: Yes. Um,
0: which is the AI system that Iba is, Iba is based off of. Yes. The, the, the collective A- artificial intelligence system that made her essentially.
1: Um, they go back to the, um, uh, Kamakura office, um, this is where Moma decides that he's going to, like, ask if he can see her panties. I think it's this one.
0: Something like that.
1: And Date's like, hey, he asked that. And um Iris is like, oh, Date, why would you joke about that? He just wants to shake my hand again. He's like, yeah, Date, why would you say that? God.
2: <laughs> Ugh,
1: I just want to shake her hand. Um... But he does give you more information like hey Rinju was seen at the park on the day that Shoko was killed. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're trying to get some more more leads. Um, Also like they find out oh hey Pewter's not a good dude at all.
0: The whole thing about him getting taken hostage. Yeah maybe not real.
1: Yeah, no, he helped with that. Um, Turns Mm -hmm. out that he is Rinju's um, new boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, And that he gave Rinju his, like, new favorite watch. Mm -hmm. And also he was called by Rinju and said, like, hey, let's help 89 escape. And so Mm -hmm. he went along with it and became the hostage willingly so that he could let 89 go. Mm -hmm. Um, Yikes! That's not good. So... Then he kidnaps Iris and takes her to the cold storage warehouse, where many things happen. Um, you get this amazing scene with, like, Moma, Mizuki, Oda, and Date all trying to, well, and Aiba trying to save Iris. Mm -hmm. With, like, a military vehicle, and a hunting rifle, (laughs) and Date's gun, and Mizuki's pipe, and Oda's just driving.
0: And the Um, the soldiers get distracted by porno.
1: Yeah, so the funny thing is that the first time I was like, so you picked something up when we were at that other uh, place, right? And he said, no, I didn't pick up anything. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, no, I I know you picked up one of those magazines. And he's like, but it's like... It's a limited
0: edition. It's a collector's item. Yep. She's like, no, use it.
1: Throw it. So then, like, they throw it. They knocked out the first um, line... The next one she's like so you picked something else up didn't you and he's like
2: <laughs> oh Ugh.
1: so he also picked up the underwear and was going to give it to Reka, the mm-hmm. hostess that he has a thing for at mm-hmm. the cabaret club yep <laughs> um which i was like you were going to give her used underwear as a gift <laughs> And he, he says something effective, like the French say that like wine and underwear are the things that get better with age. <laughs> and the flavor text is basically like, this is not true, <laughs> but it was hilarious. so um they he throws the underwear and knocks out the other group, and eventually they end up getting to Iris with their ragtag group of mm-hmm. people um. trying to think what else um, this says that Ira said that Rinju tried to take her to the abandoned factory and the Kawasaki district which is the like band district
0: mm-hmm. and that's where you'll find out there there is another sink machine there
1: yes Um,
0: The original sink machine.
1: So now we are back in um, Iris's, uh, because she passes out at the sink machine, like bad things are happening, really bad Uh things are happening to her. Um, I think she starts actually bleeding from her left eye. Um, But anyway, you end up having to sink with her and you get another shovel forge scene
0: and like it's, you're trying to find because there's there's a whole story about like the shrine they go to a lot is like there is like the there's the like fruit of Walmart, the fruit of life Natale. is in there yeah. yeah and basically this whole somnium is like you trying to open up this this shrine to get that to to help her live
1: but also fighting off like the UFOs and stuff that she was yeah. talking about um so it, it's a big thing you end up giving her the fruit um after like growing the tree in the somnium and everything mm-hmm. Um and so Date and his original belief of like things I do in the Somnium can change reality. He's like this is going to cure her. She's going to be okay if I do this. I can save her. Mm-hmm. Um it it doesn't. Whoops. Um so, she's dying, or dead. I'm not sure exactly if she actually dies in this, but it's not good. No. Um, so, she dies in Date's arms in that, that abandoned factory.
0: Mm-hmm. Which leads you back to the other route of hers, where you have to basically not believe her.
1: Yeah. So, you don't believe her in this one.
0: hmm
1: And um, she gets very upset. Um Because she thinks that, like, she's still having, like, people follow her and all. Um, So they end up going to the diner um, to ask Oda, like, hey, what's this about?
0: And I think Mizuki's there as well, where you learned that, like, she has a better trident than him.
1: Wait, is is that? I thought we went to his diner. Do we go to Sunfish Pocket?
0: Or, Or you're talking about his diner.
1: Yeah, but that is funny that she has a better yes. but I mean her dad also owned it, so like True.
0: But you were you were right. I think he you do go to his diner. Um because you have like an argument.
1: And she's like, Why don't you believe me? And then she leaves mm-hmm. a note saying, like, I'm gonna go with the person I trust the most. Right. Um So yeah, that's not good. Um but this is also where we find out that Iris has a brain tumor.
0: She's dying.
1: She's dying. And she has delusions. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's bad. Um, but also explains a lot because you get a flex in there that like if someone with delusions like you go into their somnium and you sink with them, like you actually will fall for those delusions too. Mm -hmm. Which explains why Date was so invested with that idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was kind of creepy. Like I told you, I was like, I don't like Date like this. This is weird. Um, so finding out that there was a reason made me feel better about it. There's a reason. Um Then they find the the frozen corpse again when they're looking mm-hmm. for Iris. Um they're like, hey, that's not cool. Um, cause Iva says that she found somebody, but it's not anybody living. Um, but then they realize like Oh, she's frozen solid, so that's weird.
0: And she's been frozen solid for, like, years.
1: Yeah. Also, um, you find her
0: in, like, a forklift. Yeah. Like, the engine compartment of a forklift.
1: Um. So you eventually find out that it was a friend of Hitomi and Rinju mm-hmm. who disappeared 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. Her name is Monica. M mm-hmm. um, A. In aka, even though it sounds like Monica, like M O N I C,
0: Monaka.
1: Monaka, Um, so Hitomi won't tell you anything,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so um, we're, we're going to sync with Hitomi. Mm-hmm. Um, here we like have this weird, creepy forest, and you have to figure out the secret of what's going on in the forest
0: and you see like a young version of Hitomi, a young version of Renju and a young version of Monica.
1: Yes. Um and we end up seeing like the body in the woods. Mhm. She's like, "Hey, you know, that's bad. They discovered a corpse." Mhm. Um so Iris is not Hitomi's real daughter.
0: No, she is adopted.
1: She's adopted.
0: Because she uh, was the daughter of Monica, who was having an affair with so
1: mm-hmm um Monica went to talk with So about the whole situation at one point mm-hmm. left Iris with Rinju and um Hitomi, and while she was going to talk to so um so's son Saito ended up stabbing her repeatedly and killing her mm-hmm. So, um, so paid the Kumakura people to get rid of the corpse. Mm-hmm. And Hitomi and Renju find it, they preserve it in the cold storage. Well, also,
0: uh, the the, the then-leader of the Kumakuras, uh, Rohan,
1: took her eye out.
0: Before they bury the body, takes her right eye.
1: Yes. Um, he really likes taking right eyes, because mm-hmm. he can't see on one side of his head. hmm Um...
0: And they were able to find her because they had like a GPS tracker on her because they, they they wanted to have her have this just in case something went bad because uh, So didn't know about the kid.
1: He had actually paid for her to take care of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And they were worried that like he's going to do something to her because this would be very bad press for him. And if this got out, like his whole political career could be over. Yeah.
1: So they find her. They clean her up. Um, they put her in the cold storage warehouse, which Rinju had control over
0: because mm-hmm. it was his family's factory and it was kind of bequeathed to him and basically he kept it on the books and everything but like didn't do anything with it but had people mm-hmm. kind of like shy away from it
1: so yeah um, 18 years have gone by that body's been there um, mm-hmm. I don't know how well preserved that actually would have been but that's fine Um, and so Hitomi realizing that like she needs money to get the nanomachines in iris's head
0: nanomachines <laughs> it's like a um, metal gear game
1: decides that she's just gonna blackmail this congressman mm-hmm. so, so she, she
0: basically like she sends him a uh, message it's like i know what happened 18 years ago i know the truth come to the cold storage warehouse if you want to know more and so this is where you see you you saw uh so go to the cold storage warehouse and uh, Hitomi basically takes the body of Monica, lays it out on the table to, for him to see, and he like freaks out and immediately leaves. And then that's when you come in. Um, you like Hitomi wasn't expecting you to come in and everything, so you see that body. And basically, after you leave, she basically has to hurry up and hide it. So that's why no one was able to find the body originally when you were like, "Hey, there was a body in the cold storage warehouse."
1: Um, One thing worth mentioning, because I was just going back through this, um, with the Hitomi um, sync, they mentioned like, oh, by the way, this is what happens if you go over six minutes. Mm -hmm. You switch everything like your consciousness goes into that person's body.
0: Which like before they, they had tried to hint at it as like. Oh well, your memories will get erased, or your memories get overwritten by the other person's memories like that you're you, trying you to basically
1: invoke. like get lost. Yeah, but um, the,
0: the the real caveat is you, you
1: just just switch bodies, switch bodies. Yeah, um, totally not gonna become relevant at all. Nah. Um. So eventually, um, and I don't remember why. Um, Date and Hitomi go to the um. The Kawasaki factory. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that he pulls the thing off and finds Rinju, and Rinju is dead as. F-
0: I think they get a message from someone.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: That's like, hey, you come. I know
2: what you did. Um,
1: but yeah, Rinju is super, super dead. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out that, like, you know, having major organ damage and being on the run. They don't go well together. So nope. He's dead. Um also Date gets like knocked on the noggin, so he's mm-hmm. once again knocked out. He gets knocked out a lot in yes. this game.
0: But also, this is where you get locked. Yes. And then you have to go to the other lock you were on on the other side. So the lock here is you are in Iris and Hotomi's house and the boss bursts in. I think that's the lock.
1: Yes. Um. After she shoots, so and then shows up on the camera.
0: Right. That's so you you so the lock is you see footage of the boss taking a gun and point blank executing. So
1: his and eye is what also. What is out.
0: happening? Um. You go to try and find Iris or and hitomi They are not at their house. So you're trying to you're like looking through and seeing what's there. And then boss shows up and like breaks in. And is like. Data, you're under arrest for the murder of So, and all these other people, and you're like, what? <laughs> and that's where the lock ins happens, and you get the unlock here, and you have to basically kind of maneuver your way out of this situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which you're able to do by creating, like, a, a powder bomb?
1: Yeah, Um. again, a situation where I was like, hey, there's a porno mag next to you, and I was like, does this is- Porno and milk and you're like, Yeah, you're a weird Santa. Um, he's actually like, That's a
0: collector's edition. So limited. Oh my god.
1: And uh so they throw the the flour out. It's not milk, it's flour. Um and ends up like shooting it and it becomes like a, a bomb. Um I know that the boss ends up getting like a leg injury and a shoulder injury.
0: But it's enough to knock her out and everyone else that's with her. Um so that happens. Also, the, the porno was just a cooking magazine. Tragic. Tragic. Um, so you, you basically take the boss and you go investigate her, trying yeah, to figure because out what is thinks, going on.
1: He thinks that since she shot so, and also the eye was out, that, like, She boss, is the killer. Boss is the killer.
0: So you go and investigate her.
1: Um, yeah.
0: And I say her with quotation marks...
1: So this was my least favorite of the um, the sinks because this one was really hard.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very tough sink, but also like it's very plot relevant.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this is the the warehouse, and you basically are getting like flashbacks every time you open a door of everybody who's died in this route so far. So that would be mm-hmm. um, Shoko, uh, Shoko Renju,
0: Renju Iris, Iris Ota. and So.
1: So, okay. So basically everybody did.
0: Yes. Uh it's a very time constricting one because you basically need to have items to get through these specific doors that show you a person dying. So it, it is it's probably the toughest puzzle out of the entire game, but obviously it's a very late game puzzle, so that makes uh-huh. sense. Um, you have but to yeah, basically
1: it's... save a bunch of like one second things because the doors take nine
2: nine nine seconds um, to open. Um,
0: but yeah, like it's very much the one that you have to like I need I need to memorize exactly what I need to do in what order. Yeah. And also pick up these items specifically at specific spots and do all that. Um but yeah, you eventually learn that the person who killed all those people is the same person.
1: But they've been switching bodies.
0: They've been switching bodies.
1: So, um you had some some pretty terrible things like Rinju killed Shoko. Mm-hmm. Iris kills Renju. Renju. Um, So so kills Iris and Oda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Um, then
0: boss kills So. Yes. And then you basically, you interrogate this person who is the boss, and you learn that it is actually uh, So's son, Saito, Mm -hmm. who has transferred from body body to body to body to body to body to where he is now. And it's basically just getting rid of the other bodies he transfers from to get rid of the evidence.
1: Also, he's been feeding them the eye.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because there's always been this question of, like, where are the missing eyeballs?
0: You also learn that he is one half of the original Cyclops killers. The
1: mm-hmm. yeah, other was... was...
0: It was him and Rohan.
1: Mm-hmm. The other uh, Kumakura.
0: Yeah, the the former leader of the Kumakuras. Um. um
1: you also learn... That you were in Saito's body.
0: You have Saito's original body.
1: Um, He basically says like, Hitomi has a bomb strapped to her. Mm-hmm. I want my body back. I'll tell you where she is if we switch via sync. Mm-hmm. Um. So he does tell where she is, but also he just blows her up anyway, and yeah. explains like, well, I did tell you. I kept my promise, and it's fucked up. Um, so that was real messed up, and then we can go back to the other side where people are alive.
0: So this is where you're going to get a lot of information. Um, so to preface this, preface this, we need to talk about 89. Yep. Because he is going to become a very important person mm-hmm. in this. Uh, so Backstory on Prisoner eighty nine. He was formerly known as Hayato Yagyu, who was a police officer. He also worked, known as Falco. Also known as Falco. After things go bad, he worked with Boss in the police department. Yep. Uh, he was a police they officer. They were in the academy everything. together. Yes, uh, and basically he started like becoming this like vigilante who would enact justice of his own and kill criminals who would be like really like didn't get the right punishment that they deserved. So he becomes this underworld assassin by the name of Falco um he starts doing business with the kumakuras that's how he be- he becomes associated with rohan and basically does jobs for them here and there eventually he kind of gets sick of it and wants to try and find a way out and he goes to rohan and is like hey i want to get out of this can we split and be amicably do an amicable split and rohan's like okay sure but you have to kill these two people and those two people are hitomi and iris did who- you mention
1: the fact that like
0: uh, yeah she's- I'm gonna get to that okay okay so while all this is happening uh a job went bad for Falco and he gets like messed up and he's like wounded and he's at the shrine Hitomi finds him and she's like oh this is a wounded person I should probably find try and help him uh when she's trying to do that he like grabs her and kisses her as like the people looking for him are trying to like coming to find him mm-hmm. to try and like get them off of him and everything and somehow that just woos Hitomi <laughs> So, like, they start, like, seeing each other, and that's how Iris becomes to know him as, like, uncle, because she basically mentions, like, there was this person in my life who basically told me to become an idol who gave me the name Aset, and the reason I became an idol is because I want to try and find that person again.
1: Also, he told me a ton about mythology. Yes. Um, she also draws this, like, cute drawing that has come up a few times of them, like, having a food fight, Mm -hmm. and how they wanted to do it again. Um also the whole thing with like iris and the mythology I was like okay this is cool like I also like mythology but then she also at one point said the word wee wee and it upset me a lot in reference to like a man losing his genitals and I'm like you are 18 years old and you're calling it a wee wee
0: she's an idol she can't say foul language
1: she's Title at that point. She's just her. She's not on stream. She can say like anything other than wee wee. I mean, even if you just say like his unit, his junk, his balls, like say something that's not wee wee that makes you sound like you're two years old.
2: God.
0: Um so yeah. Uh Falco and Hitomi kind of become a thing they and with Iris, and they're getting kind of serious. But then Falco gets this job of where he has to try and kill them. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to do that, no matter what. Um, Along the way, though, Falco gets information from, I think, Boss about trying to bring in Rohan. And she introduces him to, like, the sync machine and is like, all right, we're going to have you two switch bodies.
2: That's the
1: solution for this problem.
0: That happens, but then Rohan and Falco's body gets away and goes off and tries to eliminate Hitomi. Yep. Ro- Falco and Rohan's body figures this out and tries to stop them stop that from happening but Hitomi doesn't realize what's happened and thinks the right person's in the right right body so so Falco tries to shoot Rohan and when he does that Hitomi jumps in the front of the bullet and gets shot and she gets shot in the shoulder and that's why she like she's unable to use her her arm right arm um so that happens and then the cops show up at the same time. And then basically, I think they switch back? Or they...
1: Rohan, um...
0: Rohan goes into Saito's body.
1: Wait. Hold on.
0: (laughs) So Saito goes into Falco's body.
1: Saito goes into Falco? Rohan
0: goes into Saito, and then Falco goes into Saito.
1: Okay. Okay. There, there's like some very
0: like confusing, but like it's body
1: it's, shenanigans yes. here. So um,
0: Saito is in Rohan's body,
1: um, also, original body. At one point, like when um, Falco is in Rohan's body, he's like, These two are never to be touched, don't mm-hmm. do anything to them. So he does yes. call that off.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, um,
1: but then we get the shenanigans here with body switching,
0: yes. So a lot of body switching shenanigans. Uh, so that all happens, and also, by the time you will see this, it becomes familiar that this scene in particular is the dream sequence that is the tutorial sinking mission.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And was the, the whole thing of why Dante did not remember any of this because he didn't recognize his own body and all that stuff. He didn't remember anything that happened six years ago. Right. So...
1: Date is
0: Falco. That all being said, we come back to Date being incapacitated, and he finds Renju dead, and also Falco is there.
1: Um, He also is like, Falco. Oh. <laughs> Hitomi and Iris are alive. I'm going to murder them in front of you, no. and it's going to be a li- amazing.
0: So it's Saito and Falco's body, and he's basically, again, wanting his own body back. Yeah. So um, he lured he lured Renju there to swap bodies again and basically is now trying to do the same thing to Date.
2: Yeah.
0: It's a mess.
1: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's um, very
0: complicated. But like in, in story, it makes a ton of sense. Like you you're easily able to follow it. It's yeah. a little bit harder to describe when there's like no visuals or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Uh so then eventually you are coerced into doing another sync. hmm um,
0: this is the original sync machine where like the sync machine literally plugs into your eye and you have to remove your eye to, to even use it.
1: Which like Saito and Falcon's body just like casually removing eyeballs is really freaky to me. He's just like, whatever, pulling this out, placing it here. It's like, oh man, this fake eye, this is dumb. Shit. Like, why mm-hmm. do you have this? Um but yeah, just like casually pulling his eyeball out and then plucking like the the like nerves and off is. It was bleh. Mm-hmm. um I was worried that I was doing this one wrong because like the time was weird. Like time wasn't really passing, but then things weren't happening and then I was sinking in blood and I'm just like what is happening? Yeah.
0: Um so during this whole sink sync- during this whole sync, you basically learn all about, like, all the stuff that happened. You get your memories back and everything because you're getting back into your original body. Uh, also, so when Falco is in Rohan's body, he goes to see Saito to try and get a confession for the Cyclops' killings. That's how they bring Saito into all this. He's like, hey, remember when we did all those killings? We should do another one. And Saito basically, like, figures out that, like, this is not the real Rohan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And also is able to steal the prototype sync machine, and mm-hmm. that's how he swaps bodies with Falco. Mm-hmm. Um... So he's able to get away, Saito is, and then Falco is now in Saito's body and basically does not know what's happened. He has no memories and he's like wandering the streets and, and boss finds him and is like, all right, I'm going to bring you in. You're getting this new identity and you're going to work for me.
1: Um. Also, I don't remember exactly what happens, but there's some kind of... St- oh, um. There's some more body-switching shenanigans, and the fact that, like, at one point, um, Shoko, Mizuki's mom, is put into um, Rohan's body?
0: Yes, because there is a story about when you first meet the Kumakuras, he's like, uh, Date's like, no, Rohan's the leader of the Kumakuras. And uh, Moma's like, no, I am. And I was like, Date, Rohan committed suicide a year ago after jumping off a roof. And Dante's like, yikes! Uh, you learn that um, Saito and Rohan's body find Shoko and basically body switches. So he puts Shoko into Rohan's body mm-hmm. while she's unaware of what's happening. And she wakes up, finds this, and jumps off a roof.
1: Yeah, she she can't handle that.
2: Mm-mm. So that's so how he dies.
1: The the Shoko who was like killed earlier is not actually Shoko. <laughs> it's her body. But it, yeah. it, it was a whole lot of, like, mind because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be, like, this weird thing of, like, Rinju is killing her and then Iris is mm-hmm. killing him. It, it's just a lot of, like, messed up junk. Because this dude's real messed up. Yes. like
0: it's very true.
1: He only gets pleasure out of killing is what they said. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only time that he ever gets any kind of, like... Um, like, chemical pleasure from his brain.
0: Yeah, because, like, his brain doesn't produce emotions in the same way that other people do.
1: So, he just likes to murder, and I think they said that Monica was his first one that was a human, that before he was just killing animals. Right. So, that was when he got, like, mm. obsessed with it.
0: So, they the body switch happens between uh, Saito and Date, so they're back in their original bodies. Um... He's Saito's gonna make Date watch Hitomi and Iris get killed, but uh, Saito gets ambushed by Moma because Aiba called for him to come help. Um, they're able to fight through the rest of this plant and everything. Um, Saito holds Iris, yeah, Iris at gunpoint, and he gets jumped again by uh, Hitomi and Ota. They're able to get get away they they chase Saito up to like the top floor where he, he captures Hitomi, puts her at gunpoint, and Date has to figure out, okay, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna try and shoot him from over here? All the way over here on the other side of this like catwalk, or what am I gonna do? Date remembers back to there was a conversation like before some of this happens, it's like it's a li- it's a late game conversation between him and Aiba. And Aiba brings up the idea of like, what if something happens to me? We need a contingency plan. And they come up with this idea of like okay if something happens to either of us or something if someone tries to steal you, we will have a two factor authorization authorization kind of thing <laughs> the first thing is Date has to Date has to has to say a lie
1: no it's a number first was oh,
0: a number first. number first so it's he a gives number. the number
1: first and then he has to say a lie
0: so so she comes up with a number and then Date's like well we can't just do that we need a second one and then Date's like well if I say a, a blatant lie. You will know to execute our contingency plan
1: and at one point like there's a thing with Saito that he was like oh man you know originally I was just going to like blow your head off but now you've done this I'm going to blow everybody's heads off Um, which interestingly enough once this um, self destruct thing she gives that he well they do the number and then his lie is that he hates her
0: Mm mm-hmm which the number is. Give me a second. I got to remember what the number a certain letter is associated to. So it is four, four one two zero five. Which if you take, if you take those numbers and and put letters to them, like in the in the in the alphabetical Alphabet. order, it spells date. Yep. And then so he he says the number and. The lie, he says, is that he doesn't want to see Iba anymore. He's not going to miss her. That he hates her. That he hates her.
1: And so she's she... like, confirmed.
0: hmm Because yeah, she is still in Saito's head.
1: Yeah, for some reason, he decided to pick it up, even though he said he hated mm-hmm. it.
0: And uh, she executes the program and literally blows his head off.
1: Blows his head completely off. Mm-hmm. Which, I will say, one thing that's really interesting is how different they make the facial expressions of, like, Date and then Saito in the original body. Right. Like, that was really well done. Mm-hmm. He looked crazy pants.
2: <laughs> crazy um, pants?
1: He was crazy pants. But, yeah, he, he gets his head completely blown off. mm mm-hmm. um, Yikes. So that's uh, You're
0: able to save the day.
1: Yay! Three months later,
0: so you time warp to three months later as a as your epilogue. Uh, Iris is recovering from nanomachine surgery.
1: Nanomachine machine
2: surgery. <laughs> they were able to
0: get her brain tumors out. The the police department paid for it in return for basically everyone kinda keeping on the down low about the, the cyclops killing secrets. Yep. Um so and then you basically kinda go around to all the characters and Say have a chit chat with them. Um you go also, talk to the boss. Oh sorry.
1: I was going to say that at one point you go talk to MoMA and he... Uh,
0: he's like, I, I got all the, the boys in the A-set.
1: Uh, he does do that and then they all do the A-set game and then he asks like, hey, I really want to motorboat her. Could we could we make this happen? And um, Date, who is now in his original body mm-hmm. but still is going by Date because he's like, that's my identity now. Mm-hmm. Um. He's like, yeah, sure, we can make that happen. And they end up, like, propping up, like, the passed out <laughs> bigger dude yeah. on the desk and, like, have Moma motorboat him. And he's like, this is the greatest <laughs> day of my life. It's like, oh, buddy.
0: Um, So you you also don't have an eye still. You have a fake eye. Yeah. Glass uh, eye. Just a in. fake eye. Yeah. Uh, you go to talk to Boss and you get unexpectedly knocked out by her. She just knocks you out. And you wake <laughs> up in the sink room with Pewter, who's supposedly uh be in jail and he then yep. Dante's like, What the f
2: Why are you here?
0: And Peter's like, ah, well I, I had a favor to do and I was the only person who could do this. Um also sorry God, go about things. Jail. Yeah. Uh you go see So and so is not as angry at you because you're not you don't look like Saito anymore. Yep. Uh he's no longer a politician and basically he's just like we don't ever have to see each other again. Yeah. Uh, he also talks about how, like, he was the one behind, like, that whole Kawasaki district becoming abandoned and everything because he just wanted to make money off of it.
1: But it was partially Saito's idea, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mizuki is now the owner of Lemnes- Mm-hmm. Because Lem- she inherits Lemnesket? Renju. Yes. I, I don't know. Keeps. Whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> basically she just inherits Renju's ownership. Mm-hmm. Then They're still arguing. Yeah. But it's good. Uh, Ota is basically trying to work multiple jobs and...
1: Well, they're arguing because of eggs.
0: Oh, right, eggs.
1: Um, Which ended up with me having a conversation with you about eggs because she she makes the eggs over easy, Mm -hmm. and he's like, no, that's disgusting. I like my eggs over well. And I was like, I mean, he's right. That's the only way to eat eggs. Um, So I can understand why he would be upset. (laughs) But... um, He's having to use like Iris as a go-between so that they can actually talk to each other, <laughs> because they're upset at each other about eggs.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Ota's working multiple jobs and trying to like make himself a better person, make ends meet his mom. Yeah, and support his mom. She's his mom's also taking medication to help with her uh, Alzheimer's, and she's also like okay with Iris now,
1: mm-hmm. and hoping uh, that she will become her daughter-in-law. And Iris is mm-hmm. like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, also, everyone just thinks Dante got plastic surgery. Yes. <laughs> That's why he looks different, because no one could know about sinking.
1: Um, So what they said is that um, apparently, like, his face was damaged and the explosion that, like, destroyed Saito is, is what they're, what they're the arguing. The official
0: in. reason.
1: Um, so they had to give him plastic surgery. So that is <laughs> that is his reason for why he looks like he does.
2: Uh, Everyone's like,
1: wow. And some people are like, oh, I like this look better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then finally iva, or Iris takes you to the the the, the warehouse district mm-hmm. and she gives you a surprise of by the way, Iba's back. Because um the whole thing with her doing the self-destruct thing is that Pewter had basically started like erasing all of her files and all the stuff in the cloud and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like the only thing that was left of her was the local version of her. So when she self destructed she was dead. Yeah. But now she's back. Back from the dead
1: um, apparently, because of the system, um... The Wajit system. The Wajet system, there were some some backups every once in a while, like of individual mm-hmm. files, so she was able to pull on that, Well, Peter was able to pull on that. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, once you're, when you're unconscious at Abyss, he basically puts all that into motion, and puts the new Iba into you. And then the game ends on a dance.
2: <laughs>
1: yep! Um... Oh, so good. The dance was hilarious. I really still hate the vocals of this song but the only vocals of this song that i dislike are iris's vocals because everybody else gets a shot at singing in this and it's amazing like mizuki has one of my favorite parts because hers is basically just like about beating the out of people <laughs>
0: it's true it's real good
1: um and ota is basically like hey i love you mom Mm-hmm. Um, with like a weird pelvic thrust at one point, <laughs> um, but everybody's there. Like even the inspector, which we haven't even mentioned the inspector, but like the whole gag between the inspector is that like nobody ever remembers his name. Like he there's worked-
0: a there's a moment in the beginning of the game where like you could just like continuously ask for his name, yeah, and the guy just keeps getting like, "This is my name. This 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 is my name." Just keep getting more and more bummed. <laughs>
1: Um, because like if you read his character profile, it mentions like one of the things that makes him super upset is when people don't remember his name, <laughs> uh, which is great. But um, like eventually you talk to him and you like say his name, he's like you remembered, and he gets so stoked. But he's one of the dancers, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. You have the like receptionist and you have one of the mermaids. Um, I'm trying to think of. Is there uh, the taxi drivers there?
0: Yeah, basically, anyone who is alive is there.
1: Yeah. Um, also, like Hitomi can use her arm again somehow in the dance. All right. Um,
0: Nano Man- machines. Nano
1: machines. I just the song would be fine if it didn't have Iris singing in it. God. Every time I hear it, I would just get mad. Um but then eventually we have Date and his original body dancing with them.
0: It's mm-hmm. great. Um, that's how the game ends.
1: But wait. Something we have not talked about is the fact that I think this is the first time we have ever that I can think of heard DC Douglas be a I, protagonist. That was
0: I was that's what I was about to get it to. So like uh original Date is voiced by um Greg Chun, who mm-hmm. Also, does the main voice of Take and Judgment, so it was mm-hmm. very weird to come from that game to this game and have like both crime dramas voiced by the same dude. Um, and then DC Great Douglas is introduced at yeah, totally as eighty nine. It's like oh yeah, this is totally gonna be a villain dude.
1: Yeah, I was it's like DC oh Douglas, obviously. I was like oh that's Kira. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, and then the switch is like DC Douglas is the protagonist, the hero.
1: Yep. It's so wild. It is like man, I did not expect that. Also, he gets to sing at the end.
0: He does. It's real good. <laughs>
1: um, I was not expecting that at all.
0: No, neither um, was I. I was like, because like when that happened, eventually I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening.
1: So that's the first time I can think of it. But choo-choo.
0: Are you telling me that Jazz in Eternal Sonata was not a hero?
1: Okay. Well, Jazz is a complicated character. (laughs) Um, That eventually
0: I will learn about.
1: I would say you will find out if you actually play it. Um, But Jazz is a complicated character. He is—he's not a villain. I will put it that way.
0: So there you go. There's two.
1: Okay, but he's not the protagonist.
0: Okay. But yeah, so that was a fun little interesting wrinkle. In this game that it was not what I was expecting.
1: Also, we are not 30. We are 42.
0: Yep.
2: We're even also, older.
1: I'm pretty sure we're going to like date Hitomi again. Yeah. Seems likely. Yeah. He has a lot of amending to do with that relationship, yeah. but like.
0: He's going to have two kids.
1: Two kiddos, which um doesn't he officially adopt her? Mizuki? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yes.
1: That is that is stated in the game that he adopts her, which is Yes <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Since like
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. It was really good.
0: It's a really good game. Like Obviously, you know, we we come in, we came into it, you know, with being fans of Uchikoshi and his style of writing and all that sort of stuff. So like, you know, we expected good things from it, but like I I, I think was I not was expecting still this good. pleasantly surprised of how good it actually is.
1: Yeah, I was not expecting it to be mm-hmm. this good. I I stayed up very late to finish it.
0: You did.
2: <laughs>
1: I also have the special agent edition of it mm-hmm. Um, that came with an art book and a soundtrack and some stickers and an A set. It's pretty cool
0: mm mm-hmm. uh, I will say though that uh this game is on switch p c and ps four if you have the choice between them, probably don't get the switch version because the performance on it is rough and yeah. there are there are instances where it crashes there are instances where it takes too long to load things like there are very much instances where like you will be at the or you'll like I need to think of the warehouse district and it'll be like well, let me take three, three to four seconds to load this picture of the warehouse district, and you're just like, this takes too long.
1: Yeah, it 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 does do that. Um, I only had it crash once, which was
0: mm-hmm.
1: not great, but not. I had
0: a crash, uh, going into the dance sequence after I'd beat the game. <laughs> oh my god! And then I had a game. I had it crash when it failed to load. Uh, another like it was like Date thinking of another place, and it failed to load that and just crashed.
1: That was when it happened to me as that he was thinking of another place and it crashed
0: mm-hmm. so so yeah like if you have the option to get like the ps four or the PC version probably get that if you are worried about performance because like like I said on the switch it is rough and I don't think they've patched it since then so um but these are things like they could patch eventually, but as of this recording it's still it's still rough
1: yeah I mean it's not great, but it's definitely playable mm-hmm. So it's not like it's going to be like 0 out of 10 unplayable game.
0: But if you are if you're someone who values performance like that is something to consider. Yeah, don't get that version. There are other versions out there, but but yeah, it is it is definitely I think a game that should that people should play regardless if like if you've played Zero Escape or Punchline or anything else that Ujikoshi has done. Like mm-hmm. this is a good game on its own merits by itself and you can and if you've played those other games like you can definitely see like just the the maturity and just the the, the way Ushikoshi has gotten better over time as a writer
1: mm-hmm. yeah he's definitely improved
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm so proud
0: <laughs> and also it's a game that got people mad so there you go
1: man I love when games make people mad <laughs> I don't remember why they got mad at this one but
0: because Mizuki says she likes LGBT people
1: oh right right you're right that was actually really great um she straight up is just like yeah lgbt people are cool like because he asks, like are you afraid of mama or something like that
0: because mm-hmm. mama and, is like uh she's the barkeeper but she identifies as non-binary mm-hmm. so there's and, that and then yeah, obviously M- like, M- like mizuki cool. gets asked about it and then people are like "Well, the, the, the translators were clearly saying this and then someone's like here's the japanese version where she's saying basically the same thing also there is a a a note about what LGBT people are in the, the the game log, and it's literally like this is the definition of it, and it's like these people are rad.
1: Yeah. Like obviously Ujikoshi has no issue with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um one thing that I will say um as a as a note on this that I'm pleasantly surprised about. Um, and I know that this is a terrible thing to be pleasantly surprised about, and I, I understand that as I'm going in. But there were several times that like Iris was clearly hitting on Date.
2: hmm Yeah.
1: And he's like, no, you are too young for me. And I was like, good. Good. I am glad that you understand that. Like,
0: like I wonder like, how much of that was actually like his, the subconscious of his actual like memories and bodies being like, nope, don't go this way. But also just like the fact that he's written to be like i nah, no, i'm good
1: i mean he's, he, he's he way can, more
0: interested in that in that receptionist lady. yes
1: yeah i mean he he can be a sleaze ball totally like, don't get me wrong he can definitely be sleazy but um, like, he's
0: not gonna go hit on a girl that's 10 years his his younger i want to say yeah. 10 years his elder but like that's not right
1: <laughs> that's not right um it's not something you see a lot in games that like, if there is a younger right, yeah. girl hitting on an older guy, he's just like, Oh, this is exciting. This younger girl hitting on me. And he's like, no, you're too young. No, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially every time that she's like, okay, we're either going to go to a date or we're going to play shovel forge. He's like, we're not doing shovel forge, but if you were going on a date, it's going to be like, okay, we're doing some investigating. <laughs> we're
0: just investigating. That's it. <laughs>
1: um, so he makes it very clear like there is nothing romantic about this I am too old for you
2: mm-hmm.
1: don't don't get it in your head like again I shouldn't have to be pleasantly surprised about that but I was it's like alright not as bad as you could have been Date. totally um, yeah sleaze ball, but a sleaze ball with some morals
0: a sleaze ball with heart
1: he is a sleazeball with heart Honestly like that's the best way to describe <laughs> him That's a really good way to describe him
2: <laughs>
0: So yeah that, that is AI Or I keep wanting to say AI it's I the Somnium Files It's I yeah Just Keeps throwing me off um,
1: You remember we have to talk about eyeballs and love
0: mm-hmm. And I and I
1: And I and I, I, and I Artificial I, I,
0: intelligence I, I
1: there's so much going it is, on it's a
0: great game if you want to if you are interested in that sort of thing
1: it's um, really great
0: definitely want to definitely one pick up this year
1: and honestly like if you guys have listened to any of our podcasts and have heard me talk about Zero Escape and how much I love 999 like the fact that I am saying that this is a better game than 999 should tell you something mm-hmm. honestly
0: that's going to wrap this episode up
1: oh hello almost, well hello sorry i just got a loki head in my armpit he's like hello i don't know why he decided to shove his entire head into my armpit
0: (laughs) we are nearing two and a half hours of this podcast oh
1: my god right (laughs) i guess it is a long game Eh. story wise it's a long game like yeah
0: describing everything i think is
1: there's a lot of plot
0: yeah uh so yeah If you would like more from us, go to seasonalammycheckup.com or sdc.coolis, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Checkup and Jared and Al Watch. You can find columns and reviews on the site as well, plus a new column Uh, on the uh, site where I discuss how Love, Life, Sunshine, School Idol movie Over the Rainbow has a pretty bad time of making a villain. Yeah. In this first half, and it just completely fails at it.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not good.
1: No. It's
0: disappointing. Uh, if you'd like more from Andladium, go to andladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Yep. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash checkup. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Give us a book and you get to hear all sorts of things.
1: Shenanigans.
0: Shenanigans in the podcast.
2: Yay. And, and other
0: podcasts.
2: Yay.
0: Yay. Uh, next week, we will talk about something. We're in the spooky month after all.
1: We are in a spooky month. Maybe potentially we can finish the one we're working on. I don't yeah, know. Maybe
0: we, we, don't, we have we have a little bit left of that game.
1: We're still gonna. Well, I don't want to spoil what we're gonna do with it, but
0: we will. We'll get through it, hopefully.
1: Point a talk lot about
0: it. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that and then some other stuff over the course of the next month. So we'll look forward to all that. Yay! And in the meantime, look out for eyes.
1: <laughs> and AI's.